So good evening, everyone, um, or good afternoon, depending on where you are joining us in the world. Um, I am honored to be here tonight. I want to first and foremost take this opportunity to thank the national executive body, the organizers of this program for such an opportunity to be able to speak to all of you today. So the question on the table tonight, the question that I have been tasked to answer, the question that has been on my mind ever since I was asked to come and speak was the question, does God still lead? The question again is, does God still lead? And our anchor verse comes from Genesis 24, the verse 12 to the 16. So for those of us who've not had the opportunity to read the verse, I'm just gonna do a really quick recap so that we know what is happening in the Genesis chapter 24 from the verses one to about the verses 16. So in those verses, we see that Abraham is ready for his son Isaac to get married. Isaac, the promised child, is at the age or at the time or in the season where marriage is on the table. So his father calls his servant, his chief servant, which means that he's the most important person. He's the one who knows everything about Abraham, the most trusted person to Abraham and says, hey, I have a task for you. My son is ready to get married and I want you to go back to my hometown and find a wife for my son, Isaac. This was such an important task that Abraham asked his servant to place his hand under his thigh as a way of a covenant oath. And there's only two instances in the Bible where that happens. And we know that without going down a rabbit hole, explaining too much about what that means. It means that it was such an important task that the oath to such level had to happen. The servant being concerned because he's like, ah, so you're giving me this mission, great. But what if I go on this mission and I find somebody and they say, but I'm not going back with you. Then what am I supposed to do in that situation? And in the verse seven, and I want us to remember the verse seven tonight. If you got to write it down somewhere, if you got to put it on your phone, if you just got to remember for the rest of your life, the verse seven, Abraham said something along the lines of this to the servant. He said, the Lord will send his angels ahead of you and will see to it. He didn't say maybe in happens, he said he will see to it. It was, a, it was a level of confidence that Abraham had in regards to the mission on which he was sending his servant. We'll see to it that you find a wife for Isaac. So the servants, okay, my master has given me his insurance. I know the kind of faith my master has. I'm gonna hold on to that faith and I'm gonna go on this journey. So he puts his hand under his master's thigh, takes the oath, and scripture says he made his way down to, um, to Abraham's hometown. When he gets there, scripture lets us know that there's a wall, and by the wall, the city walls, there is a well. And he made his camel kneel down by the wall, and he stood there, and he prays, and he prays in his heart. How do I know he prays in his heart? Because when you go down to chapter 40, when you go down to verse 45, it says he was, he was saying it in his heart says a really quick prayer, but his prayer was two things. It was very specific and it was very detailed. Very specific and very detailed. His prayer asked that one, whoever is the one that the Lord has for his master Isaac would not only give him water, but would also give his camels water. Now, for any of you who've seen camels, 
you know that they're big animals and they drink a lot of water. So that was a very big ask, but it was also a very specific ask to get a very specific answer as to what God was going to do. Amen. So after, based on the quick summary, again, our question and how I'm going to phrase it is, as we have gathered on the line on Zoom tonight, the question of the hour is going to be, does the God who led the servant to Rebecca still lead us to our life partners in 2021? Again, the question is going to be framed. Does the God who led the servant to Rebecca still lead us to our life partners in the year 2021? This question seems very simple, right? And could be easily a yes or a no. So today on my Instagram, I decided, let me just take a quick poll and see what people are gonna say about this. Additionally, I put on my WhatsApp, a few different of my social media handles, just to see what people would say, what would people answer? And if the, if the chat is open here, I'm gonna pose that question to you. Does God still lead? If you say yes, put a one in the chat box. If you believe that God still leads us in this generation, in this dispensation to our spouses, put a one in the box. If you're not sure and you're like, mm, maybe put a two and it's okay. Okay, I see a few twos. I see a few twos. Awesome. But the majority of us, right? would say, yes, God still leads confidently without even questioning or even trying to fully unpack the question. I love to use the word unpack in therapy. We talk about it a lot. You got to unpack your feelings. You got to make sure that you have it, you know, open and discussed. So I'm going to, you're going to hear the word unpack a few times in this. And I see somebody says, yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But as I was preparing for the message, and as I was looking to answer the simple question beyond just a simple yes or a no, I found myself challenged by this very same question. Right? Here I am prepping for this. It's a very, it's a simple, it's a simple answer. Yeah, I mean, I, we all know, yes, God, God can lead, yes. But is it a yes based off of just our surface level understanding? Or is it an unshakable yes that we believe deep down in our spirit? Is it still an unshakable yes when you're in a season where you're like, God, where is this person? And that is where I was challenged at. But it also challenged me further to ask myself that, okay, if we know that God still leads as a yes, and we believe that God still leads as a yes, then why do we need to even ask such a question? Let's be honest. For those of us on this line who have asked the question, of God, is God still going to lead me to my spouse? Is God still going to bring me to my spouse? Why the need for the question? Because to that extent, when we ask the question about does God change, 
we can say yes without batting twice, without thinking about it, without shaking. Because the same poll that I took on my Instagram page, on my WhatsApp page, everybody said yes. But when I asked why they said yes, nobody could fully give me a reason. And that challenged me to take it deeper because I feel like we live in a generation where we just say yes because, oh, we're Christians. We're supposed to say yes. But do we truly believe the yes? As much as we believe that he's a God that does not change. We sing songs like Ancient of Days. As old as you are, you remain the same. My favorite one is yesterday, today, forever, Jesus the same, that all may change, but Jesus never. But yet, when it comes to the question of finding or being found, many of us are not as confident beyond the surface level of our yes answer. Amen. If you're with me still, or you're not upset, I just want you to put a quick number three in the chat box. I know you're not upset and you're still following and you still hear what I'm saying and we're good to go. Okay, so again, I, I'm not gonna lie. I myself, I was really, really challenged. Like I'm saying yes, but deep down, do I think it's yes? Right, I, I, I sat down and I went back to when I was single and I was trusting the Lord to bring somebody and I was saying yes, but deep down, there were times where I was like, hmm, is this the case? But when I'm asked, is God a God that changes? I can confidently say, no, 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 he does not change. I will give you Hebrews 13, eight, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. I'm even going to give you Malachi 3, 6, which says, the Lord reminds us that he's a God that does not change. So therefore, if he is a God who does not change, irregardless of who we are, irregardless of our love, irregardless of our questioning, irregardless of our doubts, then why must we question if he's still going to lead? His words and his promises stand forever. Isaiah 48. The Lord has promised us that he will forever be with us and that because he's a God that does not change, the things he did in the days of old, which is leading a servant to a wife for his master, is still what he can do for you today in 2021, when sliding in people's DMs has become the norm. You better preach it. Thank you. <laughs> so then why do many of us have such a hard time believing that he will lead us to find a partner in this area? And this is where I was, as I was preparing, the Lord gave me four reasons. And just because of time, I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm cognizant of my time. But the four reasons that the Lord gave me is that one, we are not opening our Bibles. For those of you who open your Bibles, clap for yourself. But even if we're opening our Bibles, we're not reading our Bibles. For those of you who read your Bibles, clap for yourself. 
But even if we are reading our Bible, we are not studying our Bible to gain understanding beyond trying to get a cute quote to post on Instagram or a cute quote to put on WhatsApp or a cute quote to put on Facebook or a cute quote to send to somebody to show that we know what we're talking about. But can I submit to you tonight that if you are asking God to lead you, it is not going to be in just opening the Bible. It is not going to be in only just reading your Bible. It is not going to be only in just fake studying so that you get an answer for a quote to post so that somebody can share, ah, this guild, she reads her word. It's going to be none of those things because the Lord that we serve, the God who is infinite, he speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through his word. There are several times in scripture where the Lord gives us direction as to how we are to live our lives, as to how we are to maneuver. And I think that if we get so caught up in the formula as to how we are to find a spouse, we may miss the formula that God has for us. Why do I say that? My favorite scripture has been Joshua and his victory against the wall of Jericho. That strategy made no sense. It made, if I was there knowing me and how I love to ask questions, I'd have some questions for Joshua. Like, Joshua, are you serious? Like, you for real? Like, did you really hear God or are you trying, you trying to test us? Because right now, what you're telling me about war, it don't make no sense. It doesn't. But sometimes, the Lord will speak to you and show you things that make no sense because it has to apply to your situation and nobody else's. So until you are reading your word beyond being cute to post something cute on Instagram or social media, then unfortunately, what you're asking to be led to, you're going to miss. Number two, we have opted for religious activities instead of relationship. And we have exchanged abiding in the secret place for busyness. Again, we have opted for religious activities instead of relationship. And we have exchanged abiding in the secret place for busyness. I'm gonna put myself out there because I always like to throw myself under the bus first before I throw anybody else under the bus. Anybody of you who know me on this line, I am probably part of every little thing that happens in church. I am busy, I'm busy. But I thank God for the year 2020 because the year 2020 did something that shifted so much in my life. Where the Lord asked me, so madame, all this I'm passing here, all this I'm going here. When you get to heaven, how much time have you spent in my presence? Yes, everybody knows Deaconess Joyson can do it. Everybody knows Deaconess Joyson is here. Deaconess Joyson is here. But all the business and religious activities that you're doing that you don't have time to pick up the Bible and spend time with you. You don't have time to You don't have time to But you are sitting in church running a program. I'm not saying those things are not good, but I'm saying that, unfortunately, we have come to a place where 
Instead of doing the things that will build relationship, we're just doing religious activities and titling it as relationship. And then instead of abiding in that secret place where you learn to hear God's voice, where you learn to really know who God is, when you learn to differentiate his voice, just as it is in 1 Kings 19, 11 to 13, where God was not in any of those big things. He was not in the fire. He was not in the earthquake, but he was in the stillness of a voice. So please, oh, I'm not saying don't do God's work. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that in your doing God's work, make sure, make sure that you have a relationship one, and that you are abiding and growing to know his voice. Because it is that still voice that can say, eh, 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 don't go there. Don't pick up the phone. Don't talk to this person. They ain't it. Because that voice, as quiet as it may be, is what you need to be able to hear as you ask for leading to be found or to find. If you agree with me, put a four in the chat box. Amen. Number three, I'm so sorry. Some of y'all gonna be mad at me, it's okay. I'm used to people being offended when I speak. I just apologize in advance. But number four is, we'll just say it, right? Many of us have become lifetime sub subscribers to Cancel Culture Magazine. I will say it again. Many of us have become lifetime subscribers to Cancel Culture Magazine. What does that mean? We live in the time where people will cancel people for the smallest thing. Oh, you didn't call me. Oh, you looked at me the wrong way. Oh, you think you're better than me. Oh, I can't believe you did this. People will be canceled. Even you sitting there, you're canceled, you don't know you're canceled. I was canceled by a friend and I didn't know I was even canceled until I reached out to them and I'm like, yo, I haven't heard from you, what's up? I had been canceled. I had been canceled. And <laughs> Thank you. And I think the problem with cancel culture and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, when people hurt you, there's not a way to handle that, but you handle that in wisdom, right? What I'm saying is that the problem with cancel culture is that we forget that God can speak through people. That sometimes your leading can come through somebody, right? And do I even want to do this right now? It's okay. There are people who cancel a whole tribe of people. For example, I'm Fanti. And my husband always jokes about this, but I think it's a really classical example, so I'm going to give it, right? So my husband always says, which means that as Fantis, we like meats, we like fish, we like food, right? And he's like, he always says, you're an expensive girl. And somebody will be like, mm, I am not trying to be the Fanti person because they're going to spend all my money. They're going to eat fish every day. I just can't, right? So therefore, you cancel a whole tribe of people because of an ideology that is inaccurate. 
There are some of you on this line who've canceled pastors. Actually, let's not me do this. Some of y'all have canceled the whole presbytery at your church. You're preaching really good. You've canceled, thank you, my sister. You have canceled the whole presbytery at your church. Tables. <laughs> Which means that even if God wants to use somebody from the presbytery to bless you, to speak to you about your future wife or husband, you've canceled them. I will use, I, I always like to put myself under the bus. I won't throw anybody else but myself. I used to be of that mindset because I grew up in a home where my parents were elders, deaconesses, connected to people in the church. And I would hear horror stories about people's situations, not from my parents, but from my friends who had trusted somebody with something and the person went to go share with somebody. And I was, oh, me, lie, lie, you won't get to me because I refuse. Or I would, I moved to Minnesota and people would be calling my parents, and can you believe your daughter is doing this here in Minnesota? And I'm like, mm, oh yeah, canceled. And this is before canceled even became a term, canceled. And it was not until I was, in a season of trusting the Lord and waiting on the Lord, where this became so evident. I met now Apostle Frank Esifri, who is based in Guyana and has become a spiritual father to me. And I was standing there and the Lord was like, go talk to this man. I'm like, no, I'm not going. I'm, ah, him? Why? No. Like he's part of the presbytery of the church. He's going to put all my business out there. I'm not talking to him. The Lord was like, go. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm stubborn like that. I'm not going to lie. God, God knows. Like sometimes we go back and forth. And in the end, when I don't listen, I get in trouble. But I'm like, okay, fine, God, I will go. From that one conversation with Apostle Frank Asifu, I can to God honor that man and say, he has been a blessing in my life. He has been a blessing in my marriage. He has been a blessing to my children. And he's one of the many few men outside of my husband and my father who can tell me to sit and I will sit. And I will sit. I remember when my husband first came, my husband, I hope Dave, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm about to put a little bit of my business out there, but just forgive me ahead of time. But when my husband came and he said he wanted to marry me, he sent me a picture of himself and I looked at the picture and I was like, mm, he cute, but he not my type of cute, right? Like, he, let's be honest, like he cute, but he not my type of cute. And what I realized is that this man came in the wrapping that I did not want, but was what God knew I needed for what he was going to call me to. Anyway, so I sent the, I called Pastor Frank and I'm like, Pastor Frank, there's this man who says he wants to marry me. Me, I don't know. You know, me, I don't have time for this kind of stuff. So what are we going to do? I told him I'm going to pray for one week and fast about it and then see. And then I'm coming to talk to you and see what we're going to do, right? So two men, my, my, my biological father and Pastor Frank Asifi. But imagine if I had continued to subscribe to Cancel Culture magazine. Imagine. I would have missed... I would have missed an important figure, a voice, a guidance in my life that God knew I would need for seasons to come. Amen. If you're with me, five. And I'm going to wrap up because I'm almost, I'm, I'm totally out of time. I'm going to give the fourth one and then we're going to wrap up. The last one is that 
we have stopped believing in the sovereignty and multifacetedness of God. And rather, we have chalked up many of the divine orchestrated events that happen in our life to mere coincidence. I'm gonna say that again. We have stopped believing in the sovereignty and multifacetedness of God. And rather, we have chalked many, many of the God divinely orchestrated moments in our life to mere coincidences. Paul and Silas in prison was not a mere coincidence. They were sent there because they had a mission for that jailer to be converted. My husband being randomly at an airport in Ghana on the last day that I was leaving Ghana after three months of an internship and meeting with his high school friend, MOG, was not a coincidence. So we need to move from thinking that things are coincidences to realize that because God is a God can do, who can do whatever he want to do. He can put you in a place and time and a space for you to meet your spouse. But going back to abiding, to building relationship, to studying his word, if you do none of those things, these things would just be mere coincidences to you because you have not developed or formed the relationship to see. So tonight, my question to you is, does God still lead? Is your answer genuinely still yes? Or do you need to go back to your foundational four and really check if you are doing those things as you ask him to lead and as you ask him to be found? God bless you all. Amen.